Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome to the First and Fifteen podcast, Southern Regions coverage. My name is Jay Ballamy and I'm joined by our regular panellists, Lewis Phillips. Hello there. Gareth Price. Hi. Ryan, home alone, McEvening. Hello. And we have a new addition to the team. So welcome, Luke Champion. What's up, guys? Great to be here. Good to have you, Luke. Uh, just before we kick off our, our sort of normal broadcasting, and we do have a, a bumper show for you this evening with uh, with lots of games to cover. Um, Luke, why don't you tell us about yourself a little bit? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, I've been asked to prepare some sort of interesting facts about myself. And like everyone in this situation, I, I absolutely crumbled with the task. So I came up <laughs> with four uh, in, in a rubbish order. So I'll hit you, with the, uh, hit you with the short ones first and tell you a little bit about my American football history. So, so straight off the bat, I'm quite proud of this one. Uh, ran it, running in 11-2 at uh, County at age 17. I'm, uh, I'm 26 years old now. Uh, so that's nine years later and I'm still talking about it, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So is Gareth, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, and I won't stop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, once I, I was working a ski season and, and Connor Maynard rocked up pretty early. Uh, so uh, he invited me up to his table. So we had a little chat, spent the rest of the night out with him. He's a, he's a really nice bloke if you guys ever get the chance to meet him. To anyone who doesn't know who that is, he was like England's budget Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber was like that big a deal. <laughs> like around about when he sang Baby, if you know what I mean. I love how you've chucked in budget there. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make him real. <laughs> If you ever meet the budget Justin Bieber, he's a really nice bloke. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know Connor, Connor's quite a big listener of this, so I hope he doesn't take that too badly. <laughs> yeah, Connor, if you're out there, it's okay. We still think the world of you. Um, I'm going to tag him in, the, in this afterwards when it's released. Yeah. I'm sorry. Apologies, Connor, I have to Google who you were. I, I think he could take a minute off Capital to come here at some point, but but who knows? Not that I listen to Capital, guys, again. That, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be on my interesting facts list. Other radio stations are available. <laughs> Um, uh, I've also helped my mate Paul, Dr. Alex from Love Island. Um, so, so I'm sure a lot of the listeners uh, are into American flag football and uh, Love Island. That's a pretty, pretty big Venn diagram coverage, I think. Just out um, of interest on this show, who actually does watch Love Island? Because I do. I, I do not. No, okay, so that Venn diagram Never is pretty big, as you say, Luke. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to be clear, I did, I did have to tell, I did have to be told that was Doctor Alex, otherwise I wouldn't have had a clue. But yeah, lo- lovely guy as well, you know, um, big listener of the show, so I hear. So you know, that, that's about that shout out. Uh, and then a little bit of myself on American football. I, I started actually watching it about three or four years ago. I'm, I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, so yes, sure. I knew I liked you. <laughs> just used I to feel bad for you. And disappointment. I still think about 28 all the time so that's uh, <laughs> that that was the big year and, and miss all of our defense that we sold off Jalen Ramsey's my favorite player uh, um, no. which all came full circle but yeah so I started about sort of you know just chucking a ball about my mates about three years ago then two years ago you know during covid was like do you know what why don't i go try learn some some roots and stuff so i managed to convince my housemate to come out with me and then sort of just got better and better a bit more confident about it uh and headed over to smoke about this time last year and uh just absolutely loved it man the flag the flag scene's awesome um sort of immediately i i, I love Jalen ramsey like i said so like they were like where do you want to play if you want to try something out i was like put me at corner man 
Um, so love playing out there on the defense and it, it's just classy. So yeah. Just kind of growing from there and now made the, uh, made the smoke squad uh, last year, just before champions bowl, sadly injured and injured most of last season. So I haven't actually played a tournament game. So to any of the fans out there from various teams ready to abuse me for my predictions, you know, I've not met you. Don't take it personally. I'm just working with what other people tell me here. So I can pass your abuse on to others if you really want. Um, but yeah, that, that's me guys basically and it's, it's a pleasure to be here so glad to join the podcast and, and heard nothing but great things about you brilliant no that's a fantastic intro luke and and you, we're we're glad to have you i think gareth probably is wiping a sigh of relief now because he doesn't have to predict two divisions absolutely <laughs> i'll fantastic. take you gareth no problem much appreciated Cool. So we'll crack on with our normal uh, scheduling then. I should I should inform the listeners, because we have so many games to cover now that we're doing the Premiership and Division 1, uh, instead of each individually predicting each game, uh, we're going to have our division reps predict each of the fixtures within their own division. And then we'll have a little chat about it at the end, just to save it being a two and a half hour podcast, um, which we'll happily put out if people want to listen to that. I don't think you do. So, without further ado then, we'll start with the London Rebels home game. And Luke, you're going to cover this for us. Um, but before we start that, obviously, Lewis, do you want to break the news about uh, one of the teams? Yes. So, um, as some people may, in particular in the, in the Premiership, already be maybe aware from some of my emails, um, the Baker Street Buttonhookers have officially withdrawn from... Um, the National League, uh, and I think no longer exist as a team um, by the sounds of it, as uh, a lot of their players have already transferred to other teams. So I love a last-minute dropout. Um, that makes all of my Christmas Eve scheduling uh, and all that family time I miss definitely worth it. Um, so uh, nothing nothing like pulling out once the season's already begun. So uh, no no more Baker Street button hookers. So uh, a, a bit of a hodgepodge job to keep, keep the schedule as, um, as, as best I can and keep things sort of uh, ticking over so everyone's got a good amount of games and no one has to travel for just one game. So yeah, there'll be some uh, changes to your normal scheduling from what some of you may already be expecting. It, it, is, a, yeah. it is a shame to see the button hookers no more. I mean, they've, they've been a big part of the flag football scene since I've been involved with it, but it is it is very much the the problem with with amateur flag football. The turnover of teams is is massive. Um, I, I don't know if anybody knows this, but since since 1998, ten teams have won an adult flag title, whether that be English, Scottish, or British, and only three of them now exist. Um, just the that Sharks. is a stat, yeah. Gareth. Ooh. Sharks, Rebels, and Hurricanes are now God, the only ones left. They're like cryptocurrencies, mate. Just, just there and gone. Unbelievable. Gareth, where have you dug that from? Is that is that a Neil Henderson special? No, oh. no, it's, it's all me. I am the stat man. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> but no, that's it's, it's a great point, and and it's sad to see the button hookers go, as you say. But um, Luke, from your perspective, it's a lot easier because you've got less things to be wrong about. So, without further ado, then. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with the London Rebels versus Aylesbury Vale Spartans. What score have you got, Luke? Yeah, guys, I can tell you a lot about these two teams. I mean, the Rebels, I've heard, I've heard they don't play by the rules, um, first of all. <laughs> yeah, raw, raucous bunch. Um, and the Spartans, I hear they're a pretty stoic team, stern-faced, uh, can take a little bit of danger. But in this matchup for you, uh, they do unfortunately come, come in lower than the Rebels. I've got the Rebels winning it 28-20. 
Okay. All right. Tight game. We'll move it on. We'll talk about it at the end. Uh, Aylesbury Vale Spartans then versus Victoria Park Panthers. I've got no jokes or punditry at this point. I didn't prepare well enough. I've got this being a really tight game, a nail-biter, 21-20 to the Spartans. Good stuff. Gareth, I hope you're taking uh, note of these because uh, uh, we'll need to review how accurate <laughs> our new boy is at the uh, when, when the results come in. <laughs> to be fair, now... I, I was just sitting back and enjoying the punditry, but I'll, I'll start recording it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, you are the self-proclaimed stat man, so... Uh... So you should be uh, should be ready for that type of thing. Uh, cool. London Smoke versus Victoria Park Panthers then, Luke. Yeah, if it means anything, guys, I've heard the jokes are more important than the predictions. So I'll try to keep those <laughs> to a higher quality. And I can assure you the, the predictions are of a low standard. Um, it's hard it's hard predicting your own team, man. Feels a bit weird, but I've got to put us down for the win here. I feel good about us. We've been training hard. We're ready for it. So I've got us winning 43-21. Okay, cool. And then final game on the list then, London Rebels versus London Smoke. Yeah, I've been warned about these Rebels. I've heard they're a very good team and that they're going to put, put the pressure on that day. So I've got this being quite a tight one again, but a high scorer, a bit of fun. So a bit of an Eagles Patriots. Um, so I've got us winning, but only marginally 42-35. Wow. Okay. All right. Interesting set of results. Anybody want to immediately chime in and tell him he's wrong? <laughs> Sure, why not? Hit me. I am going to say you are wrong about Rebels Spartans. I think the Spartans are going to beat the Rebels. Ooh. Yeah, man. Bold, really? bold, predictions, bold predictions at the end, Gareth. Go on, what's uh, that about, Gareth? Well, London Rebels, not seen a whole lot of them in the off-season. Uh, they did go to the uh, pre-season tournament where I believe they drew... With the Cowan Cougars, I think I'm right in saying that. Um, but yes, they didn't. They didn't look great at that preseason tournament. Now, who knows if they've got some button hookers? Who knows if their full squad was there? But I like Aylesbury squad. I think they're going to surprise some teams this year, and I'm going to go with an Aylesbury win there. Yeah, the Spartans are that team, really, aren't they? Where they've got quite a lot of good individual pieces, um, but are always lumped in the London division, which makes it a tough ask. And, and you know, anywhere else in the country, they probably stand out like a sore thumb as being one of the top teams. And uh, we probably don't give them as much of the time of day where they are right now. So I understand that call. Um, and, and to your point, the Rebels, with that iffy preseason result, it depends how much how much you put into preseason, doesn't it? Because do people rotate and all of that? I don't know. Um Lewis, any thoughts? Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty bold to say that the the Spartans will uh, overturn the Rebels. I, I can't. You can never really tell with the Rebels preseason stuff because I'm pretty sure that like they the bulk of their team just doesn't interest them. Like I I can't I can't see the likes of Kenny or Phoebe turning up to a preseason tournament. You know they've got such like packed schedules it's like well I think they're more likely to be like oh, we'll give a pass on this just so that we've got the weekends free for the game days I'd like I'd like to say at this point this isn't necessarily me slighting the Rebels it's me rating this Spartans team I Is think it? they're very very good Ooh. Well, all I've heard from what you've said there is you've just slated the Rebels. That's what I know, guys. I won't lie to you. I won't lie That's to you. about par for the course for you, Jeff. <laughs> so what, what, what is it that you hate about the Rebels? What's up with that? Yeah, what, what did they do to hurt you? I can't think of any possible beef there could possibly be between the Sharks and the Rebels. 
Wow. And, th- and wow. That's, that's the direct PR quote. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And then Home Alone, anything to, uh, to add on to those predictions? Not too much, really. I know we've had um, Chris Beck for transfer over from the Spartans recently, so I, I don't know what the story was behind there, but they might be experiencing some I issues know, if he's... I know what the story is. He's moved house. Oh, there you go, then. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> nearly <laughs> as dramatic as we thought he was going to be, listeners. <laughs> Just yeah, like the NFL, that. Too much history with this team, so I, I probably can't make the best prediction ever in this one. Fair enough, no problem. So outside of that, uh, that Spartans uh, game with the Rebels, then anything else we want to pick up there? So we, we're we're saying that Smoke go two and zero on the day, then off of that basis. Do we all agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd say so. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then you'll sorry, Luke, you'll have to remind me. What did you have for Spartans Panthers? I had the Spartans marginally winning. The Spartans have a big day. They might go 2-0 and based on these uh, bold predictions that are coming out. But if the Spartans can overthrow the Athenians, they can beat the Rebels. That's my view. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't see there being an issue. So I've got the, uh, the Panthers going 0-2. Uh, the Rebels going... Well, no, I've got the Spartans going 1-1. One and, one, and I guess the Rebels going 1-1, one one, I think. But I'm confusing myself as I speak. So a lot of numbers here, guys. Are we allowing our form guides to go back 2,000 years? <laughs> well, I mean, it's the most up-to-date information we probably have, to be honest. Um, well, what I was going to ask in that, and Gareth or Lewis, you'll probably know way more about this than me, is what sort of what sort of squad will VPP actually be bringing to Baffa this year? You better choose your words carefully, Gareth. <laughs> so, I didn't go to the pre-season tournament. Um, I was uh, in... Berkshire with the the Sharks B team, but I'm I'm reliably informed by my teammates that VPP were much better than I made them out to be in our preview show of the season. <laughs> ah, apologies, VPP. So much hate. Oh, about time, mate. Um, I, I believe they beat Coventry in that game day. Um, okay, and I think they had a much more full squad than than the last time the Sharks played them. Um, I think that. From from what I hear, they're going to beat some of the uh, some of the newer teams, perhaps in the division. But they're not playing the newer teams in this game day, so I still think they're going to struggle. But um, I think it's certainly going to be closer than I I may have thought in the past. Fair enough. So Luke's bold prediction there of them going zero and two is not as definite as it probably should be. I mean, they've got a rough start playing the Rebels and the Smoke. Um, I mean, there's no easy games in that division, is there, when you're playing within division? Um, if uh, if Gareth's bold prediction of the Rebels uh, being rubbish this year, because um, that's what I'm taking from that, uh, <laughs> is anything to go by, then um, then maybe there could be an upset there. But uh, I, I don't see it. Great question for you guys, then. So with the button hookers backing out of uh, the London side of the division, is that the toughest division going in the Premiership right now still, or do we think it's one of the other ones? Because traditionally, the London one is always the most competitive because of the number of teams there. It's difficult, isn't it? Because um, whilst I think most of the teams in that division are um, quite evenly matched and, and they've got the potential to be very competitive, I still think the smoke will be far and away 
just comfortable winners. I think it's very similar in the Southwest Premiership as well. Like I, can't, I, I look forward and I salivate at the idea of the Sharks and the Cougars and the Titans battling it out. Um, but realistically, is anyone catching the Hurricanes? No, that, like the number one spot in both of those divisions for me is is sewn up and uh, and, and already spoken for. The real competitive side of it is going to be who the hell comes in second. I think the the big three in Scotland has to be has to be in the conversation for yeah. the most competitive yeah. division. I I couldn't tell you who's going to win that out of the Hornets, the Oil Cats, and the Broncos. I think Hornets are, are the probable favourites, but you can't you can't See, discount either. I, I thought you were going to say the Kings. I mean, the Kings have have traditionally been that third team who were snapping at the heels, and you know they they upset the Hornets at uh, at Flag and Iron Man. Um, and they've always just been, uh, just been a little way. But I mean, the fact that you went to the Broncos and I thought you were going to say the Kings is just testament to like, there's actually four teams there that could all, uh, could all be in contention, and is there one? It could be one game in it. I'm definitely big on the on the Hornets, having watched them play at, at Flag and Iron Man, um, which was awesome. And I think they 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 won it right um, against us they in did, the final. Yeah. It's a good game. Um, it was a great game, and yeah, I mean, they look like an awesome squad to me. I think we played the Broncos as well. I don't know if I'm getting my, my horses mixed up, but they were also a strong team, but I'd definitely give it to the Hornets uh, over the Broncos at the moment. So, with that then, so, okay, fine. We'll, we'll move on to a, a more com- another competitive premiership division then. And Gareth, I'll ask you for your predictions then for the, the, the Chichester home game. So, let's start it off with... Sharks versus Supers. Um, we've not seen a whole lot of the Supers this this off season, uh, as with previous seasons. It's kind of depend what squad they send, um, but I think that I would hope that this is a, a game that the Sharks should win. I've got them winning it thirty four to twenty. Okay, all right. Uh, Coventry Cougars then versus Cardiff Hurricanes. Um, Cougars by their own high standards haven't had a particularly great preseason, but they've certainly got the players to do some damage in this division. Both the Eatons, uh, John, I don't know his, his surname, but he's a very good player for them. They're playing the Hurricanes, and I can't look past the Hurricanes winning this comfortably. I've got them winning it 45 20. Okay, all right. Uh, next one I have is Hurricanes Titans. Well, contrastingly, the, the Titans are a team that are in a very good vein of form at the moment. I, I don't know how they've got so many Americans on their team, but it's about 50% Americans, uh, <laughs> which which always helps, I feel, when it comes to anything American football related. Uh, they're just coming off the win uh, at spring break, uh, beating our full-strength Sharks team twice. Um, and I think they're going to they're going to give the Hurricanes a, a really good game in this one. I think it's going to be the big game of the weekend. But I've still got the Canes winning it by 10, uh, 42-32. Wow. OK. All right. I'll definitely be revisiting that one. Uh, Sharks, Cougars. Um, so we've played the Cougars a couple of times this preseason. Both times it's been two scores. So I'm, I'm going to cheat and go by that. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, 40 to 28 to the Sharks. Western versus Titans then. So, I think 
I expect Western to do something this year. I expect them to beat a team that they're not supposed to beat. Um, they've got some really, really talented players, but I do not think that they stack up well against this Titans team. And I think this is my only 50-burger of the day. Um, Titans 50, Supers 22. Okay, all right. Uh, Sharks, Hurricanes. Dare I ask. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. So, play my old team. Um, Is this the first time you've played them since you've moved? This this is the first time I've played the Hurricanes since moving. Um, so it, mean, it doesn't mean too much to you, then? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I, all the pressure we, on this game, we've, then. We've already booked a, a visit to the pub afterwards, so I'm <laughs> oh, looking good. forward to that. Um, seeing all the boys again. Um, I, I, as the Hurricanes know, this is, this is not a surprise to them, but I, I genuinely believe that this year the Sharks can beat the Hurricanes. Ooh. I don't... I don't, you know, we play them 10 times. We might only win one, to quote Miracle. Um, but I think it's within the realms of possibility. That being said, I predicted the Titans to lose by 10. And seeing as how we lost just recently to the Titans, I- I'm going to be fair and say Hurricanes 33-21. Okay. All right. I-, I think that is fair, by the way. I think you're being very magnanimous there, Gareth. Um Cougars, Supers, then, to round it off. Um, this is going to be a close game, I think, but I, I fancy the Cougars to win this by a score, so I've got 21-14 to the Cougars. Okay. Where do we start with that, then, gentlemen? Does anybody want to chime in straight away? I've got things I've written down that I definitely want to challenge on. I was going to say, for Gareth, you saying one out of ten, the NFL draft is in Vegas tonight um, at the time of recording. How, are, how lucky are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty lucky. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I'm looking forward to the game. I think they'll be surprised by how much the Sharks have improved since the last time the Hurricanes played them, at which time I was sort of offensive coordinator for the Hurricanes. Um, you know, that when they last played them, I think Kate, Neil and Corey were the only members of the Sharks first team squad who are still in the Sharks first team squad. So it's it's a very, very different team. Um, obviously, the Hurricanes will have improved since I last played with them. Uh, but I think it's going to be closer than it used to be. I think it's, it's funny because in this division, we always just say, well, Cardiff will win all their games and they will just be top. And that's just how it is because you know it's the, it's the easy thing to say. I think playing Titans and Sharks, it's not just a straight line, is it, fellas? It's... That is, well, it never is in flag, but um, those are two difficult games against two good teams in good form coming yeah. into the weekend. I think I think the Hurricanes will have more of a difficult time this season than they have within the division for the past couple of years, um, not COVID year notwithstanding. But let's face it, the last couple of normal seasons the Hurricanes have been quite comfortable within division and their only competition has really come from playing those cross-conference games against the Buttonhuggers, against the Smoke, against the Rebels. Um, I think this year they're going to be pushed a little harder by North Ants and Chichester in particular. Just coming back to that Cardiff-North Ants game, Gareth, did you, I've written down in front of me by 10, did you actually give a score for that? Uh, 42-32. 
It's it's yeah okay. It's aggressively high scoring. Thirty two points against the Cardiff Cardiff's defense is a lot. Not to say Northants aren't capable of doing that, but that is a lot of points. It is a lot of points. Um, Hurricanes very good defense, but I mean we're we're kind of taking that with a pinch of salt because yes, they conceded five points a game last season on average, but they didn't have anybody to compete with them in the Welsh division. Um, you know, when, historically, when they've played teams like the Smoke, the Button Hookers, they've been high-scoring shootouts. And the Hurricanes' defence will will undoubtedly make some plays. But I, I always feel that sort of these premiership matches are more about how many turnovers you can get than actually being able to shut out a team. Because yeah. teams are just too good offensively in this division. Um, I, that said, I, I'm probably going to be made to eat my words. But <laughs> we'll, we'll see. And then last point I wanted to pick up from what you said, from my perspective anyway, I'm sure the guys have probably got other things, is that Sharks uh, super score, you've got 34 to 20. Remind me, what was the score last year, someone, in Division 1? 35-31. I swear it's more aggressive than that. It was not. No, it was week one. Yeah, That was the first game. I thought that was the one that didn't they? Someone scored sixty points, didn't they? Maybe that was I mean, it was a different team. Um, that was against we, we the scored Neptunes, seventy wasn't it? and eighty on multiple occasions, Jay. So. Well, yeah, I'm aware of that. I'm aware well, of that in, game. Not in that game. The Supers gave us a really, really good game. Fair enough. Maybe I'm getting them confused with the Neptunes then in that case. But thirty-four to twenty is pretty robust. I don't. Again, it's it's always the case. I think with the Supers, we don't really see them a lot at tournaments over the summer, do we? Um, over the summer, over the winter. So it's very difficult to know what, whether that squad's changed, whether it's been together, whether they're doing anything different. Um, but basically, if, if, you know, if, they fi- if they start how they finished last year, I think it'll actually be closer than 34. I mean, what I want to know is what, what's the like, whole podcast consensus on these sharks? You know, are they, are they really the kind of predators that Gareth's talking about? Are they going to be fish <laughs> out of water? Played how, how many quips did you write before this, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think before, no, it's my, it's my first time. Before I get everyone else's opinion, like for us as a squad, you know, this is this is our our first season back in the Premiership after a quite pretty disastrous 2018 campaign uh, when we got relegated, and it's a very very different squad to them. Um, We've we've just we've just come back from spring break where we got to play Northampton Titans twice, who are a, a very highly rated Premiership team, and losing both those games by just a single score was for the people I think in the team who've been there a while was was really gratifying to know that we are up there within touching distance of of one of the better Premiership teams. Um, and to some of the new people, it was a bit who've, who've only been with the club a season or two. It was a wake up that actually not not every game is that easy. Um, so I think we're going in with a lot of optimism that we can perhaps challenge for that second place in the division. And if indeed that is what is needed to get into the playoffs, maybe maybe get there. It's going to be tough. We're going to have to get past the Titans to do it. But we feel confident about our chances. And apologies, Home Alone, I cut you off there slightly. Do you want to finish what you were saying? Yeah, I was going to say, having played them in pre-season, it was a very noticeable step up in terms of their ability on the field, um, even from last year when they went 8-0. So I think they're in a very good position to go forward and really do well in that division. 
I think what will be telling from my perspective with the Sharks, and, and obviously I've only, I'm have only i not skilled enough to have ever played in the Premiership, so I don't know what it's like. Um, but when, when the Sharks have always played in Division 1, the, the playbook's very uh, routine because it can afford to be routine. You don't need to do anything interesting because you can run about three or four plays and it works because of the talent you've got on the team. The, the step for me... And having, and of course, I've not watched you play in the Premiership teams recently. The step for me will be how that offensive playbook opens up now that you are forced to do different things because you've got better teams in front of you that you can't just do routine against. Well, that's Neil's problem. Yeah, I, I'm aware <laughs> it's Neil's problem. Well, uh, you know, well, also, Gareth. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure you only ran one defense last year, so um, <laughs> I'm just sure there'll a be challenge. Run a new play. You run a different play. <laughs> What what's the strength of the Sharks team then? What what is it? Is it receiver, quarterback, you know, safety, corner? What, what, where's the strength? Speed, uh, mental think... strength from Neil Henderson. <laughs> it's he I lives, think, yeah, living rent free. Living rent free. A mixture, a mixture of, um, for, for my opinion, a mixture of yeah, Neil Henderson being one of the smarter uh, sort of game managers out there. Um, he's very comfortable with his playbook. He knows how to run it, and he's very smart with it. Um, and just having pieces around him that are fast and elusive, like his Neil Henderson. I hope he doesn't get too offended if I, by me saying this. Neil Henderson's uh, more athletic days are behind him. Um, he's not gonna. His years of being um, a London Smoke Charlie Gunslinger uh, are in the rearview mirror. But he's smart enough to sort of realise that and. Um, Use the the pieces he has around him to his advantage. I think I, I yeah. can tell I can tell you, Lewis, that um, Neil, Neil has asked me, and I, I haven't I haven't said this to you lot yet, but Neil has asked if we could get through a single podcast without mentioning his age. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have once again failed. You shouldn't Sorry, have told Neil. us that because we would have just kept on doing it for the rest of the year. We'll be too polite. This is now. our chance to live rent free in his head now. Yeah, yeah. No, he still lives rent free in my head, and we all know that. Um, cool. Uh, final, final question for any. Oh, sorry. Final opening of the floor then for anything else on the Chichester home game, guys. If not, we'll move on. There's a good move silence on. there. Fine, we'll move on. We'll move on. So, uh, Lewis, you're going to take us. And I know you're not playing in the game. I understand nope. that, but if, if anything, you can be even more objective. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> A great little scheduling trick um, has the three of us in the Div 1 Southwest Southeast all playing on the same game day. So uh, with otherwise nobody to be the correspondent on the Saturday in Berkshire, I will happily give what little my opinion is worth. (laughs) (laughs) And listeners listeners from Berkshire, Salisbury, Solent, Buckinghamshire... um, who else is there? Swansea and is there another team? Oh, Sharks beat. Gareth, I know you might be there. Um, please do write in to any one of us because I'm sure you've got one of us on social media and please do let us know how the games go because otherwise, next time we come to cover the results, we'll just read the score and that'll be it. Um, <laughs> oh, so... We'll try and extrapolate. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, do just let us know how the game goes if, of course, Gareth can't give us the uh, the detail from when he's there. So, Lewis, let's kick it off. Berkshire Renegades versus Salisbury City Marauders. What do you think? Tight, close game, I think. Um, and I think these two teams are, are quite evenly matched. We talk a lot about um, Salisbury City having their, their studs available. Um, but I've got the Renegades 
edge in this one. I've got the feeling that they will stay home game day. Uh, I think they'll they'll have a their strongest squad, and I've got them taking it twenty to twelve. Yeah, I think I agree with that. But again, we'll come to it at the end. Uh, Solent Red Storm versus Buckinghamshire Wolves. Uh, I've got an, I've got a nasty feeling about this one. That it's going to be it's going to be a, a Waveney London flash uh, all over again. Um, I'm, this will become apparent throughout the uh, the game day uh, throughout my predictions, um, which will give you a little hint as to what my bold prediction will be at the end of it podcast but for the time being I've got Bucks Wolves uh, winning this one by a chunky 62 to zip wow okay 60, I am, 60 burger I am all in on Bucks Wolves in particular that um, that defence fair enough uh, Berkshire Renegades versus Solent Red Storm then just off their 60 burger Lewis how you know how are they going to respond uh, I, I've got the Redstone picking up a point here. Um, with a, they'll, they'll, they'll get a, a, a consolation touchdown, I think. But otherwise, Renegades, comfortable winners, 26-6. Again, it's their home game day. They're going to be pretty strong. Redstone haven't shown me anything um, from, from game day one to say that they, uh, they've got what it takes to really hang with them. Okay. Uh, Wolves, Hammerheads. So this is my this is my controversial one. This is one that might belie what my bold prediction is going to be. Um, and I wasn't. I'd written the bold prediction before I'd written the prediction for this game. So I'm not necessarily uh, not necessarily 100% behind this one. But I've kind of got to go with it because it makes my prediction my bold prediction bold. Um, but again, as I said earlier, I'm all in on the Bucks Wolves. I'm all in on their defense in particular, uh, and I've got them beating the Hammerheads 20 to nil. I see your bold prediction and yeah, I love it. That's good. Uh, yeah, I've given it away. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I'm sure we will be revisiting that. Uh, let's go. Sharks beat Salisbury City Marauders. So two teams that know each other quite well. Um, I think uh, Sharks beat, I think likely, well, who knows whether Garrett's going to be there. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I'm sure that won't have a if I'm, massive If I'm not difference. there... If I'm not there, it means we've got nine or ten players. <laughs> okay. Um, I think this is a game that the Sharks be, should win more comfortably than they will. And I still think they'll win. Um, but I don't think... I think the Marauders will be hot on their heels. And I've got, but I've got the Sharks be winning this one 26-13. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's go Renegades, Hammerheads. Hammerheads are going to be out for blood uh, after uh, after that a disappointing game against Bucks Wolves, and will lay the smack down on the Renegades, forty-three to twelve. Ashley's going to come out absolutely slinging it all over the park. Okay, uh, Bucks Wolves, Salisbury City Marauders. Again, Bucks Wolves. Ah oh, man. They've got to be in the conversation for the, for this top spot. I'm so I'm so on the the hype train. I'm so I'm such a bandwagon Bucks Wolves fan, um, and I've got them. Uh, yeah, it's coming away from this game. Another three wins from three games. Thirty-two nil over the Marauders. Fair enough. And then final game from that game day. Then Sharks B Red Storm. Again, another game that I think uh, will will belie how comfortable. Um, Sharks B should be winning this one. Um, it'll be. I think I've got the score down as twenty-eight to twelve, uh, and I think it'll be a, a kind of. I think the Sharks will be upset with allowing that many points. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I shall open the floor then. Does anybody want to kick us off with any thoughts they've got? I, I, again, I've written some down. There's there's a lot of low scorers here. There's a lot of like very strong defensive play. What's making you feel that? Um. <laughs> diplomatic way of saying it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I found fl- flags a high scoring affair in my experience. Um, yeah, yeah, we use this the Premiership. Man. That's like I've seen some yeah. very competent teams granted, oh, but we've got sat there like. Oh yeah, the flags are really easy game. It's really high scoring, and we, it's just uh, we win a lot, though, don't we? We win we play, a lot. You we know. plays for a team that's never scored less than forty. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. Yeah, we've you got, need though, to we've got... need to come to a Div One game, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll take a holiday over, maybe do a bit of an internship. But um, we've got we've got three different zero scores by three different teams. That feels like quite a bold prediction, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you haven't already guessed my bold prediction, um, I might as well. I might as well come out and say it now. But my bold prediction, we'll come to it at the end, um, is uh, I think the Bucks Wolves will keep their clean sheet on the season. So I, I, that was one of the things I wrote down. That I had to. I had to investigate more on. Do you think that the Wolves will shut out? And we can say this officially now. GB Silver quarterback Ash Lewis. I know it's very. It's, that's, that's what makes it bold. That's, that's what makes the it game bold. that makes it bold. The, the yeah, other two, exactly. The other two, I could see them achieving. It that it would take a minor miracle for them to shut out the Hammerheads, but the other two games are, I think, they're reasonable predictions. So he just needs that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, and like I said, I I wrote I wrote I wrote the the prediction first and then I went the, the ball prediction first and then I went through the games and I got to that one and I was like that's oh, that's going to be a tough one okay now it's bold <laughs> and Home Alone and, and I assume Gareth you played Bucks Wolves so you guys are the ones with the knowledge on that defensive unit What what's making it so special at the moment that Lewis would go out on such a limb to think that he's going to shut out Ash Lewis well I mean they, they shut out Sharks B and, and the Renegade um so I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that they could shut out the Marauders and the Red Storm. I agree with the, that. The Hammerheads is is absolutely a stretch, but uh, it's it's just a very well run, efficient defense. They've got a lot of ball hawks on it, and it's very it's very well drilled. They all know what they're supposed to be doing in every situation, um, and it's very hard to break down. So I mean, uh, the the caveat to all this as well is. As we've mentioned before, the best ability is availability, right? So, if <laughs> if the Hammerheads can turn up with a full complement of offensive players, if Ash is there, if um, Harley's there, if Alex is there, uh, if Andy's there, if that's the if that's four out of five of their offense, then uh, my predictions are blown out of the water. There's no way I think even the Bucks Wolves can contain all four of those offensive weapons. Um, but if not, then it's going to be, I think, a, a long day for that offense. They're going to have to sort of string string a lot of um, drives together and try and be quite methodical about it. And I think if if the um, if the Bucks Wolves can get up a couple of scores and force the Hammerheads to start taking more risks, I think that's where um, that's where it's going to be more difficult for them, and they start. Preying on those, like say, with those ball hawks. Yeah, 
Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Lewis. I'm gonna go to the casino and hit you with the uh, the rookie bullshit card, which is something I just invented here. <laughs> I just I, I'm, I'm struggling to see how in a game with like no points scored by one team, the other team only manages to score twenty. So I feel like it's not bold enough. If anything, you know, <laughs> if you're getting picks in that game, you're keeping the score that low. I feel like you've got to put up more than twenty. You're looking at a couple of pick sixes. Well, this is what I think it's it's going to be by virtue of like clock management on the part of the Hammerheads. I don't think the Hammerheads are going to be able to come out and unless they've got their full complement of offence, unless they've got all of those offensive weapons that I mentioned, they're not going to be able to come out and score on first or second down. They're going to have to go through eight plays to get to the, to the end zone. Mm. And that's going to chew up clock. That is some deep analysis there. Respect that. Respect that. I, I retract my, my rookie bullshit card <laughs> the RBC. Luke, you need to come to one of these Division 1 games never because I think you're just, you'll be shocked by the difference in, in level of, of skill going on at these, grab uh, a, these games. Grab a deck chair, What's, grab a camping what? chair and a Pack of six are just set up for the day. <laughs> yeah. what, 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 what's, what's with the hate for my guys over at, at Red Storm? Some of my fans over there. What, what's going on with them? What's, what's up? We got, we got them scoring 18 points on the day. I mean, that, that's, you know, yeah, I, don't, I don't rock up to many events. I love, I love that you've just taken one look at the schedule and gone, them, they'll do. They're my guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, Red Storm. No, it, you make, you make... one team. <laughs> I'm sure we can sort you out with a fan jersey there uh, Luke. Yeah, the, but... the crimson waves coming man like I, I, I'm just not this, this 18 points on the day I'm not feeling it where, what's the justification for this guys where, where, so, 18 points come on so I actually totally agree with you little Luke and it was one of the things I wanted to bring up I actually think that Red Storm will beat Renegades that's yeah, not my bold yeah. prediction that's not my bold prediction for the, for the week I, I think this Red Storm in... will beat Renegades this is in Berkshire it's their home ground it's their home game day do you not think Berkshire are going to have absolutely their strongest team I completely get that, but based on the Red Storm turning up to the last game day and, and basically saying everybody's got COVID, this time they can't have COVID. That's the logic, right? So if Red Storm have got all of their players I, and they are able to run their offense how they want to, I think they have a chance to beat the Renegades. I'm not saying they definitely will and it's a lock and you know it, I will shave something off if if they don't do it, but I'm saying I think this is the game that actually, you know, and I don't know what the schedule is, but we're assuming it's one of the first games in the day. I think that they can knock that out of the park and, 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 and grab a win there. It's game, yeah, game two, it'll be the Renegade's second second game in the Red Storm. Second game, yeah, so they'll, they'll both be a game down. Are you guys like NFL fantasy players? I'm guessing you are. Yes. Home Alone's um, a yeah. very serious fantasy player. Yeah, my league gets pretty serious. I'm a, I'm a back-to-back winner this year. It was a big, big season for me. But oh, brag! Oh, he's got that in there. <laughs> I didn't even put it. In he's, my you could just see. It. Me, I'm a pretty interesting. This podcast mind. is going straight to his league like group chat. Yeah, it so is. He's so as soon as he's got, he's got lads. I'm on a podcast this week. Boys. I bet I could drop the fact that I've won this twice in there. I'll I'll claim I, I was invited it. on and didn't volunteer myself as well. That's that's the way to go there. But I mean, like on those, you know, you often get like a doctor. Have you seen that a doctor comes onto the fantasy? podcast? podcast and he sort of says oh this injury they might be okay this one might not i feel yeah. like if we're making covid19 predictions we also need a doctor we got any qualified medical people here well gareth you're you're getting a phd aren't you in in something aren't you is that, is that correct? <laughs> that's a doctor i'm studying marine biology <laughs> well it's the same it's the same yeah, probably thing. good for the hammerheads though, i maybe. can deal with the hammerheads maybe the sharks <laughs> <laughs> and a red storm in solent that's by the sea <laughs> 
We're reaching with this one. That's, yeah, it's a big reach. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like we might have, uh, uh, have, have extrapolated a little bit too far away from actual flag football here. Um, to, re- to return to the point, I, I agree with you, Jay. I think I think this is a good opportunity for the Red Storm to get their first win. There we yeah. go, guys. That's what I want to be hearing. I well, think. I... Uh... I think I want, Luke's done I want... Red Storm's pre-game speech for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like. I'd be interested in um, Gareth's take as a, as an insider on um, some of the Sharks games and my particularly my predictions with them. So, um, well, you got you got the Marauders and is it just two games, Marauders and the Red Storm? I think so. Yeah, That's I cool. mean, looking looking at their, the Marauders and the Red Storm's results from from last week and and what I know of the Red Storm team that should be returning, uh, I. I found myself completely agreeing with your your predictions. Um, I think we'll win both games. I don't think either game is going to be particularly comfortable. Um, Both these teams have things that they can do on offense, which are going to cause us trouble. Um, We've not, we're we're, we're patchworking a team together as we speak. Um, I think it's going to be enough for us to go to go 2-0 on the day. Um, but I don't think either game's going to be as comfortable as if we had our our full B team squad available. Yeah, I did. I did notice that throughout that um, prediction, Lewis, you did have the the B team's defense being quite leaky throughout. I think they'll be a little bit more stout than that. But it is. I mean, it's only it's only it's only two scores in each game. No, I appreciate that, but it, you know, it's two scores to. Oh, we're going to throw Redstorm under the bus here, so you know, but it's two scores to Redstorm. <laughs> after all that, after I know, all that hyping them up, I know, I know, I understand that, but what, what, you just you pick know, and I, choose, don't you? I, I, yeah, I make, I do make it up as I go along. <laughs> I, in in my head, you know, Sharks be trained with Sharks A. They should be a lot better than where we think Red Storm are at in their growth right now. I think two scores is... Well, I don't know. They scored t- twice against King, so maybe that, maybe I'm speaking completely out of my arse. Um, but I thought that was quite leaky. I don't know. Home Alone, do you think the same as me, or do you think I'm being an absolute tool? <laughs> I, I, I kind of zoned out. He's not sure. No. <laughs> no. Home Alone thinks both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with all statements that have been said. For context, listeners, Home Alone is currently on a Spanish island somewhere. Um, <laughs> Sipping on a margarita. That's dedication. He still wants to bring you, bring you his thoughts, even when he's on holiday. First class analysis. Yeah. His first class analysis of... Sorry, lads, I zoned out. What was that? <laughs> I agree with you, Jay, but I also do think you're a tool. I mean, I've got oh. ocean views. It's kind of hard to beat. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, look, any more for any more on uh, the Berkshire home game or shall we move on? Uh, I'd just like to say, after all that, I don't think the Hammerheads are going to get shut out, really. I just needed them to for my ball prediction. Oh, no, he's backtracking now. <laughs> after all the abuse he got last week after the pot, or whenever we did the last pod, he's like, oh, God, I better not offend anybody. Ooh, you know, God, just stick by it, Lewis. <laughs> right, home bad. alone. Home alone. I want you to talk through the Reading results. Are you zoned in? I'm ready to go. Good. Fantastic. I should have just Let's... said the hotel Wi-Fi was down. That would be much better. That would. <laughs> you would have had to have been zoned in to think of it, though. That's the difference. Um, anyway, let's start. London Flash, Cardiff Bay Coyotes. What have you got? Uh, I've got the Flash winning this 34 to 13. 
Okay, cool. Uh, Devils versus Exeter Falcons. That, that's almost come what too soon. I should, have that... to start. <laughs> I should have left right. that to the end, really, shouldn't I? That would have been the best way. We can to come back to it. We can come back to it. No, no, it's no, 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 no. It's the first game of the day. We can come back to it if you like. No, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll do it now because we're, we're going to talk about it at length, aren't we? Obviously, no, so. no favoritism on this podcast. No favoritism <laughs> on this podcast at all. So, Home Alone, what do you think about the Devils Falcons? Well, I'm about to drop some favoritism. Um, I've got the Devils winning 36 to 20. Okay, cool. We'll come back to it, I'm sure. Uh, Flash, Kings. Uh, Flash 28, Kings 26. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, some favoritism there as well, I think. That was Flash 28, Kings 26, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, that's not favoritism, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it at the end. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm his favourite, Lewis. Move on. Um, <laughs> Wolves, Gators. Uh, I've got the Gators winning this 45 to 12. Okay. Uh, Devils, Coyotes. Uh, I've got the Devils winning 42 to 13, just to continue that favouritism. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, fair enough. I don't think that's, no, well, we'll come back to it. Uh, Wolves, Falcons. Uh, so I've got the Falcons winning this one 40 to 18. Okay, interesting. All right, let's. Uh, I've got a question on that one when we come back to it. Flash Gator. <laughs> I know exactly what your question is. No, it's, you don't. You don't know what my question is going to be, Lewis. I know what the question is. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't know what it's going to be. You don't know what I'm going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. Yes. Anyway, so the Flash and the Gators. Um, I've got the Flash winning twenty to fourteen. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's tight as well. Uh, let's go Devils Kings. I wonder what you're going to say here. Hell. In the biggest surprise ever, I've got the Devils winning um, 28 to 19. Okay, fine. And then finally, Wolves versus Coyotes. Uh, so I've got Cardiff Bay just about winning this 33 to 27. Okay. Yeah, cool. sneaky good game that one, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, where, where to start, fellas? Where to start? Um, uh, Lewis, where do you want to start? I want to. I want to know what your question is. <laughs> uh, what about the Falcons Wolves game? <laughs> yeah, I know what you think I'm going to say, and that's not what I'm going to say. And what I was going to say is, you think that the and this is directed obviously at home alone. You think that the Falcons defense will give up 18 points to the Waveney Wolves? I do. Um, I okay. think the Wolves uh, made a lot of improvements as they went through the first game day. Um, obviously, it was a bit of a tough one with the teams they played, but. I think there's been a significant gap um, between the two game days. So I think they'll be able to learn um, and take the lessons that they had from that first game day into the second game day. Um, I still don't think, as sort of the prediction reflects, that it will be close, but I can see them definitely putting up a couple scores. Lewis, should we, should we default to what you thought I was going to say? Yeah, I, I thought you were going to ask. I mean... 40 points for the Falcons. Thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, but for us to, to, you know, score, to have enough time in a game to score that many points. Yeah, no, I, I, I do sort of agree with that point. I don't think Falcons will score 40 points because simply they just don't. That's not how they're designed to do it. I, I mean, think... it, we're capable of it. I think it would be, they would, they would, you, I mean, you're including in that a couple of defensive scores, I think. For us to get to 40, yeah, exactly. you're including a couple of pick sixes. Yeah, absolutely. Although, I mean, based on what Gareth experienced when he played uh, Waveney, we could have a, what was it, Gareth? A, a pick safety 
thing. Yeah. Kinda. Defensive I, score. I'm looking forward to seeing how you deal with the, the speed and agility and youth on Waveney's side, particularly if, if you're flagging near the end of the day. Uh, we, we, we've only got two games, so oh, okay. Well, uh, we, we, we've got to play Reading first, and then we're, we got a game off, and then we're playing Waveney, and then we can go home. Speaking of which, then, we probably should come to that Reading extra game, considering I've got both of you on there. Obviously, Home Alone set out is still nice and early, and said they're going to win 36-20. Lewis, I'm sure you agree with him completely. <laughs> I think it's going to be a much closer game than that. And obviously, I'm in, the, in a similar vein of favouritism. I think we can do it. I think we've got the talent to be able to do it. We're going to need a lot of things to go right on our side, and we're, gonna, we're not going to be able to afford to make many mistakes. We basically have to be perfect. Um, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough game. But I think... Um, to say, was it? What did you say? It was thirty-six to what did you say? Twenty. 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 I think a sixteen-point margin is uh, is uh, it's going to be closer than that. Even if uh, even if it doesn't go our way, I think we'll we'll run you close. I would I I would put it as maybe a touchdown in it tops. It so may I'm... just come down to a couple of extra points. Lewis, I am going to push you. Put a score on it. Oh man, I am prepared for this. Um, I don't care. Okay, okay, you only pushed me for a score, so I'm going to give you a score of 28-26. Okay, just not the no, result. Just not going to tell you, but I kind of already have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I think the critical thing for me in that game, um, and I have to pose this to Home Alone, is, uh, is what's the quarterback situation like? To my knowledge, um, it's Tom Holwell. Um, he should be fully healthy. Um, fingers that's crossed your, no that's your number one, right? That's your QB1, yeah. Yep, should be out of his cast and everything. Um, As you mentioned, for the Renegades, we do have a similar effect and where we pretty much have everyone available. So it it would be a bumper squad for the Devils on the day. Um, And I think just being able to have that rotation and that sort of depth um, in terms of of second and third stringers will really help us push um, and win this game. And I I think past scores with the Devils and Falcons have sort of run two scores um, in various occasions. So I, I don't think it's too outlandish to predict that. Fair enough. Uh, let's come to a different set of games then. The one, other one I highlighted that you pulled out there was Flash Gwent. Um, and Luke, I'm sure you'll be able to get a, a little bit more insight on some of the mm. Flash players, but maybe not, I don't know what, what your knowledge on Gwent uh, community football is like. Um, I love the name, man. A big fan of Gators, Florida reference. What were Jacksonville? Um, yeah, man, I mean, I'll come on to Flash if you want, mate. I'll, I'll jump your question before you've even finished it, if you're right with that. Um, yeah, go for it. I'm, I'm of two minds here. I'm of two minds here because, you know, I know Brian recently, I'm, I think I'm partly responsible because I pushed him over and we were talking about old people earlier and Brian, Brian's a bit of an old person, guys. I won't lie. <laughs> Brian's, Brian's 40 plus comfortably. So, you know, he was playing a bit slot. I was covering him. Did I push him over? Didn't I push him over? Who knows? 
Um, but yeah, he fell on his shoulder and he's, he's a lefty, he fell on his left shoulder. So it's unfortunately hurt that we got an awesome backup in flash as well, uh, called Joe, who's great at playing. So assuming he's available, I still want to go along with this. I think one of the flash's strengths is their, is their wide receiver core, having uh, played a lot against them recently. They are really, really deep at receiver in my mind. And there's some really, really good QB receiver connections, especially with Brian. So I would say that I think they're going to be able to run the score up in quite a lot of places. And I think some of these scores for them on offense are a bit low, but I equally think that some of these teams might be able to put some points up on them. I'm not as familiar with the flash defense. There's, there's, I've seen some talent for sure. There's some really, really good guys in there, but I think some of these scores between the flash are going to be basically more shootout than we've got them down here. That's my, that's my hot take. Yeah. I kind of aligned to you there a little bit, Luke. So the flash Gwent score seemed quite close to me and I, and I don't know what everybody else you know, things, but I kind of see Flash winning that game by a couple of scores purely on a on a youth and athlete basis versus Gwent, and that's nothing against Gwent because they're a good side, and I struggle against them when I play them. Um, it's purely I just think Flash are one of those teams where they've got speed everywhere, and you've got to pick your poison on where you do and don't cover so, that with speed. I'd like to come on to this, guys, because I, I obviously heard some of your hate for the Flash squad. You know, you didn't know where to peg it. He's throwing a lot of shade out there. A lot of shades. Uh, I like this. I like this vibe of we hate the flash. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like someone else is stirring it. That's yeah, my, I, that was my team for back the season. I didn't play a single game for them because I was injured, but I still got a lot of love for them. You know, a lot of identities wrapped up in that. So I've got to say, like, what, what what's changed your mind so much? I mean, you went from basically putting them almost at the one. bottom of the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that, that's how easy it is to turn you guys, is it? It's just you know one good performance. Well, These guys are the shit. These guys are going places. Is that? That how we're judging things these days. I th- I think they're going to have two very tough games on this game day. I think the Kings and the Gators are, are going to be difficult teams to beat. From from what I saw of the Flash, they're mm. they're capable of winning these games, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they lost both. Um, they're they're a damn sight better than I thought they were going to be at the start of the season. I hold my hands up. I got that completely wrong. Um, uh, however. A cu- the games that you played last week, the Devils played really, really well against them. It's going to be a tighter game when they've got their, their top mm. quarterback back. Yeah. Um, Waveney, new to the league, did not put much uh, up much of a fight against that flash side. And, and now you're going to go and play at least a couple of... Uh, I mean, the Coyotes are no pushover either, but, but the Kings and the Gators, they've got more experience... They've they've won more games. This is going to be a, a good test to see if the Flash are for real. Yeah. I like uh, that. What to, ans- to answer your question, uh, and I know Reading had a lot of uh, a lot of injuries. They were down to the QB three and all those caveats that went along with that game. But um, I had Reading Devils comfortably winning this division. And when you go out on game day one and put up a statement like beating the division favourites like that. Yeah, it puts target on your back. So I'm yeah. I'm all I'm I'm all in on Flash. They're a lot better than we thought they were. So yeah. I'm happy to completely reverse all my predictions and just be like, <laughs> Yep, you're actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I mean, like from from last season, you know, this being the sort of beginning of my second season, I can tell you just how much that squad's grown. There's there's some really major talent in there, and you know, we've gone from a place where I think you know we might have been struggling sometimes to get a smoke versus flash game at practice. That is that is not the case anymore, and they're, they're putting. Up, I mean. I mean, it's it's some great fights, basically. We're getting top-notch reps in those games. Um, so, yeah, I, I really back them to smash it this year. And, and, you know, shout out to my guys and my mates. 
can I just say I had Flash going second in the division? I don't hate Flash, <laughs> and I and I and I knew before that they'd be a good side because anybody practicing against the smoke week in week out is going to be a decent side. I didn't think they beat Reading, and I can I can speak to the caveats, and I know what impact Holwell will make when he's when he's not broken and/or with COVID. Um, but yeah, I, I did think I was surprised that they beat Reading in the way that they did. So I, I definitely have them as a top team. I think they will. Uh, probably put a couple of scores on the Gators, and I'm not going to comment on our game because I've no idea. It depends what team we manage to feel. Yeah, so, so this is where my favoritism comes in again. I think, uh, oh, sorry, my my accusation of uh, Home Alone's favoritism. I think having the Flash only win by two points is very generous uh, to to the Kings. I think you'll be, I think you'll put up a good fight, but. They've just got so much athleticism and so much speed on offense. I think you'll struggle to keep up with them offensively. I yeah, two, and points, I, two points is very generous. Yeah, and I can understand that take. Um, I think the yeah, I think the athleticism of the Flash is what comes over quite distinctly for me. Um, but we'll see. I, I you know I can I can confidently tell you we haven't got trail for the game day because he's gone. Oh, home. that's um, that stings. Yeah, it stings you, you massively. Got Chris, you got Chris. Uh, I don't know. Yet. I will. I will tell you when I know. But um, yeah, no. Trailers. Trailers popped home to the states for a couple of months, so uh, he'll be. We'll be without him for most of the season. I would suggest. Oh man, uh, that's which that's is why, huge. which is why, and Lewis, you gave me a bunch of stick after uh, after last game week when we put a bunch of points on people. When I made my predictions about where the Kings would would finish at the end of the year, that's what I knew was coming. Right. Um, so, I would always, you know, I'll always make a prediction that's fair, and I do think without some of the pieces i know crags on holiday because we've had a day move as well because he originally didn't plan to be uh, we were originally planning for this to be a saturday game so we don't have him either oh, so again no. it's what it's what team we turn out and all that type of stuff uh, yeah we'll take the game as it goes really but I, yeah i'm looking forward to playing the flash i think it'll be a good experience yeah definitely film that game and uh, take notes uh and then was there anything else i wanted to pull out of what you said so and then Coyotes with Waveney then. So we think Flash beat Coyotes and the Devils beat Coyotes, but we think the Coyotes get their first win against Waveney. That I do, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think they'll probably be just enough to edge Waveney out. Um, like I say, I think Waveney will grow, but I think Cardiff Bay's experience in games such as the Southwest Series will help them just to edge that close game out. Gareth Lewis, your kind of insider knowledge is on these types of things. Um, do we know what uh, what squad Cardiff might be bringing? Might well, I was going might... to say this is this is the first test, really, isn't it? For I think for for Cardiff, for Co- the Coyotes should be winning this game. Um, but if they are down to QB two, I know there's a bit of a drop off between QB one and QB two. They're a different team when Tynan's not around, um, and that that will certainly open the gate for for Wavy to steal an upset. And that's and that's really what I'm asking when I'm saying what squad's going. Because if Tynan goes, I think that's. I, I would I be so brazen to say it's a lock? I probably would be. Uh, yeah, but if he's I, not I, there, I that's so. really close. I think, and you, it's a complete coin flip for me. I agree, but I don't know. I don't know what what the squad situation is like for game day two. But yeah, I agree. If if Tynan's there, then he certainly adds a a a, a dual threat element to the um, to the offense as well, and slings the ball around quite well. Uh, if he's not, wave near him with a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, opening the floor up then one last time. Any, anybody got anything else on that game day or shall we move on? Silence is golden. 
let's move on. Brilliant. So we'll start then with the bold predictions. And Lewis, I'll come to so, you yeah. first because you've kind of already said yours. Already got mine. Bucks Wolves. I am I am all in on this uh, on this defense. Bucks Wolves keep a clean sheet through game day two. Okay. What what take do we think that is, lads? Do we think that's bold? Do we think that's lukewarm, or do we think it's ice cold? I think it's very bold. Um, five games in a row, no disrespect to the Wolves, but just five games in a row without conceding a single point is quite outlandish, I feel. Um, I, I think there's so much that can go wrong in terms of just a blown coverage, a penalty that puts another team close. So I, I think it could happen, but for my liking, it's a bit, bit too bold. Gareth, Luke, thoughts? I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's brilliant, and I am now, for the first time in my life, I'm, I'm hoping the Hammerheads don't score a point. <laughs> I, I like the Hammerheads, I really do, and I, I think there's no chance of, of them being shut out. But I want to see it happen. <laughs> Sorry, Swansea. I'll be, I'll probably be there so you can throw abuse at me in person. I mean, for myself, you know, knowing absolutely nothing about these teams, um, I'm, I'm lukewarm on it. And that's that's not just because I'm called Luke. It's, it's because... <laughs> <laughs> but that is about 40% of it. The 60% is, is just in, you know, flags a high-scoring game, mistakes are made, coverage is blown, it takes one lucky deep shot sometimes, a safety is just not paying much attention. So to hold a clean sheet like that, I'm not buying it. So you're saying it is a bold prediction then? It's that's indeed a bold asking. prediction, yeah. but you're not lukewarm. You're not lukewarm at all. It's bold. It's what we that do. But the thing is, we had we had such an awful first week of bold predictions. Our first week of bold predictions were rubbish, and I want to. I really want to heat this up, guys. I'll be honest. I'm I'm not sure we're we're describing this right, though. Right? You know, a bold prediction still has to to hold up well as a prediction. You know, there, there's a balance here: the boldness and the prediction element. I'm just not even sure that's a prediction. You know, it's bold, but you know, we we can make any old crap up. You know, and we I, regularly I, I, do. <laughs> we do. We do. Indeed. What do you think we've been doing for the last hour? <laughs> and to that point, Luke, I, I instead of saying this is a bold prediction, I think I can brand this a stupid prediction. I, I don't. Think, I don't think it's realistic at all. So I uh, I wash my hands of it. Uh, with that, uh, Gareth, let's come to you for your bold prediction. Sure. Well, it was originally going to be that the that the rebels would go winless on the day, but. They're only playing two games, and one of them's against the smoke. So that seems pretty tepid now. But uh, but during our conversation, I I did come up with a new one, uh, and it comes with a a short accompanying rant, if I may. Oh, we love a rant from Gareth. <laughs> Strap yourselves Red- in, folks. Reading Devils, what's going on? First preseason to Chichester, you know, big Sharks Devils game don't show up first game day not good enough spring break oh and three i'll tell you what it is it's the gray kit that's the problem oh back to red i'll throw a punch but i won't insult someone's kit (laughs) (laughs) tom start throwing some deep balls to to isaac get jt the ball in space hegs stop padding your stats with interceptions against Waveney. Make some that matters. Judo. Open your mouth a bit more. Talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see 
the Reading Devils that I know and love at this game day. And I believe in Reading. And so my bold prediction is that Reading will win all three games by more than three scores. Wow. Nice. Wow. On that, if Judo there. opens his if Judo opens his mouth any further, he'll be able to get everything in it. <laughs> um, yeah, that is bold. I, yeah, fair play. That's a bold prediction. I think that's realistic and it's bold. That's my uh, my take on that. And I love your speech, Gareth. Very inspirational. <laughs> I feel I was better on medication. But <laughs> if I say that, I'm being a bad friend. If I say <laughs> to you, you're better on medication. Um, but no, good speech. I enjoyed that. Everybody else, am, uh, lukewarm, I'm, bold. I'm, I'm looking forward to that Reading Kingsham game because uh, I'll be refing it for starters. Um, so... oh, well, I've lost already. I've lost already. <laughs> so uh, I'm mean, not getting anything for love nor money. If Jeez. you, if you, if if if, if Judo opens his mouth anymore, and if you keep flopping, someone's getting ejected. You're building this retro style all over, <laughs> and I think it's outrageous. I think what you're doing, Lewis, is you're Every abusing week. your power. You're Every abusing your position of power here and, and communicating to the masses something oh, that simply my, isn't true. My platform, right, yeah. You are the Toto Wolf of flag football. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Mr. Luke Warm himself, what is your bold prediction? Let's go, guys. And first, let me say that, you know, I've watched... What, what's the show where they've got, uh, you know, Kurt Warner and the other guys doing some of these? What's, NFL, what's the name of NFL Game Day. NFL Game Day. NFL Games. I feel like a monologue has to accompany a bold prediction because of this, right? So I know we've referenced a few older listeners today. So I've got a lesson for you guys brought straight from the Urban Dictionary. Extra is, uh, is defined by the Urban Dictionary as when you are being over the top, excessive, dramatic, and mostly over nothing, right? And so to give you guys this in a sentence, and this is... This is direct from the first entry in the Urban Dictionary here. Yo ass is being too extra over a bag of Fritos. Person, <laughs> person B, bitch, just don't touch my food. So you guys, you guys didn't come here for, for learning information and facts. I don't know what you're here for. So my bold prediction, because I don't know any of these other teams, I had to stick to my own team. I was feeling good about myself. I was feeling arrogant. Charlie's dialed in. I'm going to say that the smoke does not miss a single extra point in both of its games. Not one single one. <laughs> That's a good uh, to start your show. I think you propped you propped your prediction up there with good chat, and I rate that. <laughs> Something we need more of. Yeah, well, yeah. You, guys, you know, when you when you asked me to come on, I said, guys, I don't know anything about these teams. I've never played anything. I've, it's my first tournament games taking place. Hopefully, in two weeks, we're at King Bowl this weekend. But I know nothing about this. But I can chat some good shit. You guys were all well in, so it's it's a pleasure <laughs> to be, and I'm glad it's been received well. I can't wait to see your knowledge of this game blossom. Over the course of this year, Luke. Um, I, 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 I will. You to, after playing this game for what's this now? This is going to be my sixteenth year, seventeenth year playing, and I can't wait to just track you and your enthusiasm as it just drops to my level. At the same time, please don't injure yourself this weekend because that would be an absolute shocker. Um, on your prediction, I think that's a lukewarm prediction. I think the smoking every single extra point. Uh, assuming you always go for one if you have two points in there then maybe it's a bit more bold um mm. we love a two-pointer we love getting ahead with a two yeah so. okay if, if you're going two-pointer it's bold it's it's, oh. it's low-end bold but it's bold i won't defend it that hard though guys i'll be honest with you i was scratching my head with this one as i was about what makes me an interesting person so you're welcome to criticize me 
That's almost an open invitation. Gareth, home alone, jump on it. <laughs> I, I quite like the prediction. I, I quite like, yeah, I think it's I think it's bold enough for for a rookie. For bolder a rookie. than some of ours have been in the past. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and it came with a better definition as well. It did. <laughs> I think Good. the uh, the the, the bold prediction is emboldened by a fantastic monologue which I think makes it feel better but let's get down to brass tacks the London Smoke not missing an extra point it's, I mean by his name is pretty lukewarm oh oh what if I give you guys one more then what if I heat this up right now oh, we, love a, sec- we love a secondary bold prediction a secondary bold prediction double Peer or pressure. nothing Double or nothing on my social judgment. (laughs) Yeah, this is it, guys. If if you want to know me really well, peer pressure always works. Uh, I'm I'm the easiest person to wind up in the world. Uh, I I talk a lot of shit for a corner, but if you talk back, I'll melt, you know? Uh, I'm going to say my my bold prediction is that Red Storm are going to store more than 40 points in their games combined. That. That. Now, we're, that. Talking. That's now we're talking. Now we're talking. My guys at Red Storm, who I've never met, my fans, I hear you out there. Don't listen to these guys talking shit. You're going to put up some big numbers. Don't you worry about it. Although I'm not sure 40 points in three games is big numbers, but we're going to call it big numbers on here. Go get it, guys. <laughs> I could just see Toast and Nick now with the I Love Luke Championship. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good. Pro- I, 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 that's bold for me, lads. Everybody yeah. else think that's bold. Yeah, that's bold. Now we're talking. That's Let's bold. Red Storm. That's bold. That's what bold. kind of forty times have we got on the Red Storm team? What are we looking at? <laughs> About forty. About forty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Red Storm. It's all love. It's all love. Anyway, uh, Home Alone. Bold prediction. Too fair. I don't know how I can follow that. I don't have a monologue planned or anything. But <laughs> that's why I put you next, not me. <laughs> um. I think I can ramp it up with the boldness, though. Um, I've got that three teams will score more than 70 points in a game. So while it might not come with the monologue, I, th- I think scoring 70 points is something that's rarely seen. Um, but I think we'll see it three times this week. Um, I don't think any of us have actually predicted a game to go that high. But I, I think no, the closest I got is 62. It's the closest I got. Can, can we push you for which three teams over alone? Oh, um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Yeah, fairly bold, I'd say. Fairly bold. Everybody else agree or disagree? My signal got bad towards the start of that. How many points were we talking? 70. So three teams to score 70 points in the day. In a a single game, game. In a single game. Just one game of 70 points. Yep. Yeah, I'm buying that. That's a great. I mean, I don't even think it's that bold. That is lukewarm. That is tepid. We do not love that. that there's got to be some bold. Why not a little seventy uh, burger? The smoke do this on the daily. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. we got, we got Buck, Bucks Wolves going sixty and zero against my guys, the Red Storm, which is is bullshit. But that's what that's what I've got written down here. So you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe maybe it's ambitious. I don't know. I've heard apparently there was once a game of a hundred points. Um, so. I feel like we're getting bold. It's got to be at least 80, right? Well, we have like I, I think I think 70 is pretty bold. I'm trying to look at the schedule. Three games of 70 is unheard of, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guys. Uh, rookie here, rookie here, guys, if you weren't games, aware. Games that you think this might happen. Uh, like I said, I've got 62 in the, in the Wolves Redstorm game. Flash might be able to put up that many points, especially if we're talking about Cardiff Bay turning up without 
um, uh, without without Tynan. You know, there's going to be a couple of interceptions in there with their backup quarterbacks. I, I don't see any other games in Div One, so you're looking at the Premiership then, and maybe I think, I think got... Panthers is a possibility because we we played the Panthers uh, recently and, and put sixty four on them. So yeah, the smoke yeah. could could break seventy. Smoke Panthers or or even um, Northlands Titans Western Supers is where I was going to go for the third. Perhaps. 70 is a big score, though. It's a lot. It's a good defence. Well. I, yeah, I think that is bold. For, for it to happen once, I think, is pretty bold. Um, <laughs> for it to happen three times on the same day. Uh, well, Las Vegas, give me the stats on that. <laughs> I think I was more works as some incentive for teams. Really go run up that score. Don't take the foot off. Go get some points. <laughs> this is, guys, this is something I learned quite recently. I didn't really understand the league and how it's very, apparently it's very important to run up the score. Um, I don't think it is. No, it's not at all. It's all <laughs> that's, that's propaganda from Charlie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luke, Luke, that's what you that's what you tell people when you hey, want no always Charlie no Charlie does like to do that in tournaments because usually when it comes to tournaments um tiebreakers are usually based on like points against and stuff. So like I I remember we played the smoke at uh, the preseason tournament in 2019 and Charlie said and we were, there was only five of us and we were knackered. It was the last game, the last group game of the day. We played like five games playing Iron Man all day. And Charlie came over and said, I'm really sorry, but we need to run at the score because we want the first seed. <laughs> <laughs> I like the mentality that though. Doesn't sound like him at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, you're right. He didn't say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that mentality. I always think you should uh, you should go hundred percent every single uh, time you're on the oh, field. Man, so. it, it, playing with that is amazing, man. To to learn from his like mentality, his game is brilliant. I think he's mentally he's one of the best best players I've ever met, and just one of, a great great person as well. So yeah, he's he's a killer. Yeah, I think in in Baffer, I think the way that the tiebreakers work, um, I don't think that running the score up is that important for tiebreakers because it's all about like head-to-head stuff and record and it, um, it can it can matter it has mattered in the past for seeding when you get to manchester yeah it's quite it's quite low down though you've got to you've got to run through quite a lot of um different tiebreakers before you get to that yeah absolutely but don't let cool. that stop you anyone listening go run up that score <laughs> <laughs> that prediction uh, and then i probably should give you my bold prediction shouldn't i Yes. Uh, no monologue. No offence meant to anybody. Uh, Northlands Titans will beat Cardiff Hurricanes. Ooh, that, that's bold. That's pretty bold. It's like, they're they're a good team. They're in a good run of form. It's not beyond the realm of possibility, but yeah, you still got to back the, the Hurricanes to win that. I understand that logic, and I love the Hurricanes. I love everybody on that team. They're good guys. I just think Titans are in a good run of form. If they're going to do it, this week's the week. I I think I think this is this is going to be the best Titans team we've seen in a couple of years. I think. I I definitely agree with that. Hmm. And if yeah, if this is going to be the closest that they'll be able to come this year, I think with with the the talent they've got again, availability being a thing, um, they're lighting it up in in the OFL. They did really well at, um, at spring break and at preseason stuff. Um, this is this has got to be the year that they're going to really push for it. I think this is the closest they, they're going to be able to come to be in Cardiff. Um, I, I tell you what, for I a think, long time. I think 
the Hurricanes have a really good opportunity in, in this game day to prove how good they really are. Because yeah. I think both the, the Chichester and the Northampton camps mm. feel like they can have a go at the Hurricanes right now. Maybe they're not as invincible as, as once we thought they were. And uh, if Cardiff can win these games convincingly, they'll uh, they'll send a message to the rest of the league that no, they're, they're still the Hurricanes. They're still in charge. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy to look silly with this. But yeah, I just—it's yeah. one of those things where it's just like, do you know what? If anybody's going to do it, mm. this is a great opportunity for it to happen. Um, outside of maybe a smoke hurricane st- style game, uh, yeah, I think with the run of form that the Titans have got right now, they've got a really great opportunity to do it. So I'll put up, put my flag to the post on that one and, and say that they'll win. Um, the, the, the thing that I can't get past is, so I ask myself, do I think? Do I think the Titans could beat the Smoke? Because that is the caliber that I'm comparing the Hurricanes to. You know, we see a lot. I'm not sure how much the Hurricanes have actually done in the offseason. We haven't seen them. They've been pretty quiet. I know Joe's been around. He played with the whole nuts up in, um, up in Ironman and things. But the Hurricanes as an organization, as that first team, haven't done an awful lot in the, in, in the offseason. Smoke are everywhere. They are every tournament. And they're always involved in the final. We see them, a lot of them. Um, on social media, so I'm thinking: Will the are we just being lulled into a false sense of security here with the, with the Hurricanes because we haven't seen much of them in the off season? Probably. And I put I, I put I I put the Hurricanes very much in that same league and same caliber as the as the London Smoke. Do I think the Northlands Titans could beat the London Smoke? No, I don't. So if they can't beat the London Smoke, what? What logic do I have to go on that they can beat the Hurricanes, who I think are, are the closest match? Yeah. And they're the and defending I, champions. And I totally get it, but why not? But hey, yeah, that's what bold predictions are, and it is certainly bold, I, I think. Hot take. Yeah, I mean, for my for my part, you know, being a Jags fan, I'm not a fan of anyone's namesake being after the Titans. I think I think the Titans in the NFL are the masters of <laughs> mediocrity. But you know, um, in this case, you know, I like the idea of this this burgeoning team coming up to greatness and beating the Hurricanes, who are apparently great. So, you know, I, I'm 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 kind of all for the prediction. Let's say that much. But it, it does hurt to hear of a, a Titans team doing well. <laughs> It's a great take from no knowledge. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, finally, then, uh, Gareth. Yes. The Chichester Challenge. Of course. Uh, we have we have a gentleman's agreement around this one, don't we? Let's we be do. honest. Let's not uh, let's not muddy the waters with uh, with anything silly. Uh, go and Chichester. Go and beat Cardiff. That's enough. Done. I mean, uh, enough. <laughs> just a challenge that they will actually attempt. They actually, <laughs> uh, Neil Henderson will actually be on board for this challenge. Yeah. And therefore it might happen. Uh, mo- motivation is not something that will be hard to come by against the Hurricanes. Everybody wants to win that game and, and so they should. Um, but I, I appreciate you uh, sticking to the gentleman's agreement and not, uh, you know, Saying something ludicrous like Gareth throws multiple touchdowns against the Hurricanes. <laughs> have you got? A, have you got? It was a ludicrous, so tempting. Have you got a ludicrous to just a challenge for the B team? Uh, <laughs> yes, oh. of course I, I have one. <laughs> but I'm, I'm why, uh, Lewis? I'm desperately, <laughs> Lewis. I'm desperately trying to be a good man of my word. <laughs> 
you know, I'm I'm trying to be a good person and trying to improve myself over the, over my older years. I'm happy to be the uh, devil on your shoulder. I know you are. I know you are. No, no, no. I I shall I shall politely politely uh, not frustrate Gareth this week and allow him to focus solely on trying to win a football game uh, oh, rather than I'll, my sideshow antics. I'll ask you once you've stopped recording. Yeah, absolutely. Ask me in about ten minutes. Time. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I think that rounds us up then, lads. Um, but thank you, Luke, for joining us for the first time. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back, uh, yes. and you've enjoyed yourself enough to not uh, to not <laughs> on a hate coming on this show. Um, but for now, I've been Jay Ballamy, joined by Lewis Phillips, Gareth Price, Ryan Homelone, McKeveney, and Luke Warm Champion. Uh, we'll speak to you shortly after the games. Good luck for the week. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.